You're listening to the Eastside Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This sermon was recently preached at our church. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com. Now, enjoy today's sermon. Go ahead and turn your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 2. Don't stand yet. Proverbs chapter 2. So before we get into the message tonight, I just wanted to encourage you to get involved in the uh, bake auction and chili cook-off this Sunday night. And so the, the cost is going to be $5 for individuals to eat and then $20 for a family. And then the teenagers are going to auction off some baked goods, whether that is a basket of baked goods or some cookies, cheesecake, whatever the case is. They are going to be making some things and auction them off to raise some money for camp. And so all, all of that goes towards them going towards camp. And it will be split between everybody. And so I just encourage you to, to seriously consider investing in the teenagers this way. Yeah. And as pastors mentioned before, it's not just an investment in a cheesecake or, or some cookies. And getting the best deal on some cookies. Uh, that's not what it's about. It's really about investing in the teenagers' yeah. spiritual lives. And... Um, and and our, a lot of our teens, a, a lot of our teens have made decisions. Um, you, you saw a witness of that on Sunday night, and and some have gotten saved. Some have given their lives to to full time ministry, all at camp and all at the Bill Rice Ranch. And so it is a very very worthy investment, and and that's that's, that's partially why I preach this message tonight. Just because I believe that our teens are are worth investing in, yeah. and our young people are are worth it. And I, I believe that God, God can use them in a great way to continue to grow the legacy of Eastside Baptist Church. And I do believe that God can do great things with them throughout the, the country, um, serving at other churches as well. And so, but if we're not careful, then if we don't listen to, to truths like, like we have tonight, then, it, then we, we, may, we may lose them. And, and if we're not careful, we'll, we'll stop investing and, and we, we have to be very careful with that because um, some, some of them have already heard this truth and, uh, on Sunday, actually. And it's just been on my heart, been on my mind. Um, but some of the younger ones weren't in there. And I think this is also uh, helpful for, for parents of teenagers tonight as well. And it, it'll be helpful to all of us, but, but particularly helpful to, to teens and, and parents as well. So let's stand. Proverbs chapter 2. We'll begin reading in verse 10, Proverbs chapter 2, uh, reading in verse 10. When wisdom entereth into thine heart, and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee. To deliver thee from the way of the evil man, uh, from the man that speaketh froward things, who leave the paths of uprightness, to walk in the ways of darkness... Who rejoice to do evil and delight in the frowardness of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and they froward in their paths. To deliver thee from the strange woman, even the stranger, which flattereth with her words, which forsaketh the guide of her youth and forgetteth the covenant of her God. For her house inclineth unto death and her paths unto the dead. None that go unto her return again neither take they hold of the paths of life, that thou mayest walk in the way of good men and keep the paths of the righteous. 
For the upright shall dwell in the land, and the perfect shall remain in it. But the wicked shall be cut off from the earth, and the transgressors shall be rooted out of it. May God bless the reading of his word. You can be seated. We live in a day and time of security systems, don't we? How many of you have a security system or, or cameras installed at your house? Just raise your hand. Okay, we, we do as well. And we, we have cameras on our house because they're, and, and everyone, a lot of people have, have cameras on their house and security systems because there are, are evil people, sinful people out there who would want to steal your stuff, who'd want to cause you harm, who want to take things that don't belong to them. Uh, my car has been broken into uh, a couple times. you think I'd learn to lock the doors. Um, but my, my car has been broken into a couple times. Um, and so we, we decided to get cameras at our house because uh, we, we want to protect the things that are valuable to us. We want to protect the things that are important to us and, and the things that have value to us. We, we do that with our houses. We do that with our cars and, and, and other things. We do that with our money. But a lot of times we, we skip over some of the most important things that need protected, and that's our lives. That's our hearts. And, and like I said earlier, this message is very applicable to teenagers because teenagers need to have a security system for their hearts, for their minds. And, and, and parents need to have security systems for their children and, and protection for their children. But no matter how old you are or how young you are, we, it is absolutely essential that you protect yourself from the people and the things that would make you fail, that would make you fall in your Christian life, things that would cause you harm. And that's what this text tells us about and, and, and shows us how we can have a security system of wisdom. So Solomon has already established what wisdom is in, in the previous chapter. And it's, it's this, wisdom is the skill of moral living. It's the ability to live a moral life. And it begins with your, your fear of the Lord. And, and that, that's, that's all of what Proverbs is about, is wisdom. And, and it's built on your relationship with God, your respect for God, your respect for his word. If, if you don't have a relationship with God, then you won't have wisdom. If you don't have a relationship with God, you're not going to have wisdom. You're, you're not going to have the skill to live a moral life. And this chapter also, also confirms to us and tells us that when we seek for wisdom, when we search for wisdom, then we'll find the fear of the Lord. We'll have the right relationship with, with God. And, and so in the previous verses, then it, it's talking about how we should search for wisdom and, and how we are to, to seek wisdom. And there really is a, a sense of urgency in this passage. Notice the, the verbs that, that it uses. It says, receive my words, hide my commandments, incline thine ear. Like, like you don't want to miss this, listen to it. Incline thine ear, apply thine heart. Cry after knowledge, lift up thy voice, seek it as silver, search for it like a hid treasure. There's a sense of urgency in this passage because wisdom brings protection. Wisdom can bring safety into, in your life. 
And so verse 10 and 11, it, it just confirms that. When you search for wisdom, you'll be protected. It says, when wisdom entereth into thine heart and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee. What that means is wisdom will protect you. It'll keep you safe. It will keep you from the things that would hurt you, that would make you fall, that would make you fail. Tem temptation and sin is coming for you, and you need to be protected. You need a security system of wisdom, something to protect you. And, and the reason you need a security system of wisdom is because it protects you from two specific things that, that are mentioned in this passage. And the first one is found in verse 12. We'll read it again. To deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh froward things. So you need a security system of wisdom because it will del deliver you from evil men. It will rescue you. It will snatch you away from evil. It will save you from corrupt people and, and corrupt principles, from people who speak froward things, perverted things is, is what that means. And, and what, what that implies to us is that, that we shouldn't be around those people. We shouldn't be around evil people. And we shouldn't entertain people who just say raunchy things to, to get a laugh. You shouldn't hang out with people who are always using euphemisms and, and, and getting as close to cussing as possible but not wanting to just for, for look's sake. You, you shouldn't be around people who, who are always saying inappropriate things. Listen to wisdom and it will keep you from those people. What the Bible calls evil is not something that we should laugh at or make light of. It's not. And this isn't just for teens. This is for, this is for adults as well. We can struggle with that too. We, we ought not entertain what the Bible calls evil. So this evil person speaks perverted things and, and can't control their tongue. But it also says that they've left the paths of uprightness. At, at one point, then, this, per, this evil person was in the path of, of uprightness. They were in church doing the right things. They, they had a good background. They had good parents, most likely. But, but now they are, are walking in their own ways, in their crooked ways, trying to get away from the path of uprightness, from, from God's word, from God's ways. They're trying to get away from conviction. And, and so I, when, when, I, when I talk about an evil man, I'm not just talking about um, some creep in a van or the boogeyman. Okay, that, that's, not, that's not what this passage is, is talking about. It doesn't have to be someone who looks scary because evil men can, can take all, all types of, of, of different forms. Yeah. Evil men write books. Yeah. They make movies. They write music. They, they are, are popular. They're sports stars. They have social media accounts. They even attend church. So don't, don't be fooled. Don't be fooled into thinking that evil men is just, is just something that you're just going to notice right off the bat. Don't be fooled by someone that, that acts the part when everyone is watching, but is evil or sinful when, when they're with a select group of people. Don't be fooled by someone who has a verse on their social media account. Don't, or, or, or someone says that they're your friend, but tries to get you to laugh at stuff that is wrong or, or, or inappropriate. Yeah. And, and teenagers, if, if, someone, if someone in this youth group disrespects their parents, if, if they don't have a, a right relationship with, with their parents or with God, or they make light of the things of God or church, then they shouldn't be your friends. 
that shouldn't be your friends. Who, who are your friends? Who, who are your friends, teenagers? Parents, do you, do you know who your friends are? Who, who, who your, your teenagers' friends are? Who, who, who do you follow on social media? It's, it's very, very important who your friends are. And Pastor mentioned this on, on Sunday, um, but, but I, I, think, I think it's very fitting. And, and one of the best and worst illustrations of a friend comes, comes from the story of Amnon. Amnon uh, wanted to have a, a wrong relationship with his half-sister. He was literally lovesick. It's what, it's what the Bible says. But he, he knew in his conscience that he, he shouldn't do it because it, it was sin. And he knew that it was wrong. But the Bible says that he had a friend named Jonadab. And, and Jonadab basically just said, hey, you're, you're the king's son. You, you can do whatever you want. It, it's not a big deal. Just, just go with your heart. You, you, just, you, you should just do it. And so Amnon ignored his conscience, God's word and the advice from his spiritual leaders, and he listened to his, his evil friend. He listened to his so-called friend. Jonadab's influence was stronger than Amnon's conscience and his parents' influence. And because he ignored the wisdom of, of other people, because he ignored wisdom, he ended up ruining his sister's life, tearing his family apart, and he actually ended up losing his life all because he listened to a friend and, and gave a friend more influence than God and his authorities. How many people ha have been involved in drugs, alcohol, immoral relationships, addictions because of their friends? How many teenagers have, have left church because of their friends or adults, adults alike? How many people have left church because of their friends? How many teens have started rebelling against their parents because of a friend. And a pastor, again, mentioned it on Sunday and, and says it often, but, but he says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And it's so, so true. It was, it was true in, in the case of Amnon and it's true in, in our life as well. And yes, they make their own choices, but you cannot overlook the powerful influence of a friend. Just because, teenagers, someone is older than you doesn't mean that's someone to be followed. Just because someone may follow the rules on the outside, but, but then goes away mumbling and, and not wanting to follow or, or talks back to their authorities, that person should not be your friend. If that person breaks the rules, disrespects their parents, makes fun of church, if, if they talk about inappropriate things or, or, or say certain things when, when no one else is around, if, if they put a spin on everything spiritual that's said, or always has a comment to say about something that, that I say or that pastor says, they shouldn't be your friend. Is that your friend? They, they may not have been caught yet, but that doesn't mean they aren't doing wrong. And it definitely doesn't mean that they won't get caught. The Bible says that, that their sin it will find them out. And it's big for teenagers. Friends and, and influences are, are obviously big in a teenager's life. But adults... We can't think that we're immune to that either. And, and, and just because we're older, because there, there are people at work that, that can have a major influence on you. You want to fit in and, and be viewed as, as one of the guys, and, and so you make concessions, and, and you laugh at their jokes. Um, or or you, you, you make concessions because you want to fit in, and you lose your testimony. Maybe it's someone else in your family 
and you don't want to be viewed as, as a stick in the mud or, or some goody two-shoes. And, and so you, you want to keep up with the Joneses, you want to keep up with your family, and you take liberties that, that you shouldn't with your family. Maybe it's people on social media, and this one's huge, that you, you, they, they try to get you to laugh at, at, at things you, you shouldn't be laughing at, make you think less of church, make you think less of God and his word, make you think less of, of the role that, that God has given you as a husband or wife. There, there are so many things, as, even as adults, that can start to influence us and, and, and start, it can start to, to rub off on us as well. We, we should be just as vigilant as, as the teenagers to, to be careful about, about the people and the things that we let influence our life because it's a big deal. How, how is your security system, teenager, when it comes to your friends and, and your social media, the things that you let influence you? Parents, do you, do you have a security system, a filter for your children's friends and, and the things that, that influence them? Are you letting the right people in and, and keeping the wrong people out? Who, who's influencing their mind and, and their thoughts? Show me your friends and I'll show you what your heart is going to be for God. Show me your friends and, and, I'll, show you, and I'll show you what your habits are going to be. How involved you're going to be in church in a few years. Whether or not you, you come in and make decisions uh, at the altar. You know Will, will, will your friendship, either teens or, or adults alike, will the friendships that you have right now, the influences that you have right now in your life, will it bring you closer to God or further away from God? Do the friends and, and influences right now that you have in your life, teenagers, does it help your relationship with your parents or does it hurt your relationship with your parents? Can you be called a friend of God and a friend of that person can you follow that person on social media or that account on social media and be called a friend of God and a Christian at the same time? We, we, have, we have to think about it. And if you, if you have any hesitation at all, teenager, parent, adult, then that means you, you've left your security system off. You haven't locked the doors. You've let in an intruder. It might be someone in your family, at your school, in your neighborhood, at work, on social media, and it might even be someone in this youth group or, or in this church that is having a bad influence on you. What you have to do is get rid of it. Get it out. If there was someone breaking into your house or your car, you wouldn't just stand there and watch them take all your stuff and take everything that's valuable to you. And, and you can't do that. You can't do that if someone has, has broken into your life and is having a bad influence on you. Whether you're a teenager or adult, you have to take action you have to take action now. You need to call the authorities. Call on the authority. Call on God and ask him for help. Get it right with him. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. You, you, ha you have to ponder your path of life. It's what, we, what we're calling the series in, in Sunday school right now. Think about the path that you're on right now and where it's leading you. Is that the future that you want? Do you, re do you really want to be like that friend and where they're headed? Who, who is your friend? What has more influence, wisdom or TikTok and Instagram or Facebook? What has more influence, wisdom or, or a wrong friend? Wisdom or a coworker, a neighbor? Maybe tonight you need to get rid of some of, some of that bad influence. You need to text that friend and say you, you can't talk to them anymore or you can't hang out with them. Probably it would be good for all of us to, to evaluate 
our, our social media. Unfollow some accounts. Get, get rid of some of the influence, the, the bad influences in our lives. Maybe parents, tonight, you need to take, take more control over your child's security system, over the filter that they have, and see if there is someone or something that is having more influence over them than you or than God's word. So wisdom, wisdom will protect you, protect your future by keeping you from the wrong influences. But the second thing, you need a security, a, a security system of wisdom because it will deliver you from strange women. There are 60, 64 verses in the Bible that talk about strange women. And so we, we ought to pay attention to, to this principle. Strange mean, means foreign. It means someone who is estranged from God. They're foreign to God. They are the opposite of moral. Someone who, who's outside the biblical bounds of, of morality. Someone who's loose with their purity. And, and this verse is specifically talking about a strange woman. But this could, this could be a strange man, a strange woman, anyone or anything that takes you away from God's design for sexual purity. God's design for marriage. There is someone or something out there who is going to flatter you with their words. Who, who is going to try and, and make you think less of, of sexual purity. Enticing you to think that, that the pleasure of sin is worth the cost. Again, that there won't be any ripples when you, when you throw a rock. There's not going to be any ripples. They, they have smooth words trying to get you to think that you're the exception. The verse says that, that they ignore the way they were raised. The, the counsel that they got from spiritual authorities. They ignore the covenant of God or, or the purpose that God has for, for your sexual purity. And, and God's word is very, very clear about this. And, and there's three or four verses on it that their ways... Those ways lead to the way of death. Seeking their way and, and, and falling to sexual sin and temptation only leads to destruction and death. And the word dead means departed. Like, like someone who, who was once there, but, but they, they are no longer. And, and again, we, we, we talked about the, the evil man, how he left the passive uprightness. This, this person left, the, left the, the way they were raised. And there are, are members of this church, there are teenagers that have left this church and that you don't see anymore because they fall and pray to verse 18. There, there, are some, there are some who have gone the way of seeking sexual fulfillment outside of marriage. They've destroyed their testimony, their family, and their life. It's not something to mess around with. You don't play with death. You don't play with destruction. You, have to, you, you need to stay away from it and run as far away as you can from any immoral person and thing that would take you away from God's design for your purity. This goes, this goes for all of us. We need to stay away from social media and, and entertainment that, that makes light of or does not support God's design for marriage. And, and yes, okay, this, this is a little awkward and it's a little uncomfortable, but it has to be dealt with. It absolutely has to be dealt with, with, with the culture that we're in right now. I cannot believe the, the, the filth that you can see on social media right now, whether it's YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, whatever it is. And you have, you have to pay attention to this. If you don't have filters on, on your phone, boy or girl, then you are making a, a big mistake. If you're not accountable to your parents for what apps and social media that you have on your phone, you're making a big mistake. You're playing with destruction. You're playing with death. Parents, you, you ought to know exactly 
exactly what apps and, and what social media and the kind of, of friends your kids have on their phones and the things that, that are influencing your kids through, through their phones. You ought to have full control of it and, and know exactly what's influencing them. No, adults, especially men, don't, don't think that just because you're older doesn't mean that, that you are immune to the temptations and the influences that can come from social media or from your phone, from the internet. And, and we, we all have to be uh, very careful and need to be very aware of what comes in through our phones because it's dangerous. You're, you're playing with destruction. The longer you expose yourself to, to that, those kinds of things and that kind of thinking, then, it, the, then it, it makes it easier and easier for you to take it further. And the less you value God's way, God's design, and you let things slide. And sooner or later, you're, you, you find yourself in a wrong relationship. You find yourself in an, addic- in an addiction that leads to the way of death and destruction. It only leads to destruction. So don't, don't play with it. Pay attention. What, what does wisdom say to do? It says to stop, to flee, get away, get away from those influences. If someone's trying to get you to go outside the community of God and wisdom and his word, then get away from it. You have to have a security system when it comes to your, pure, your purity. And, and I, hope, I hope this message is preventative, especially for our teenagers. But if you, if you are going down the wrong path, if, you, if you've had a wrong relationship, if you've had the wrong kind of thoughts and images going through your head, then just repent. Stop. Turn back. Turn back and run the opposite direction. Get right with God before you mess up your life even more and, and before you mess up someone else's life. And I, I, don't, I don't like dealing with verses like that because it's uncomfortable and it's, it's not fun to deal with. But it's essential. It's absolutely essential to deal with, to deal with that because there, there are evil men, there are wrong friends, there are wrong influences. There are so many dangers right now with all the technology, all the things that we have and the devil would, would like nothing more than to bring men and women and teenagers down with, with sexual impurity and with, with, the, with all kinds of temptations that can come from those things. There are strange women and strange men and people and things that want to mess your life up. So you have to have a security system of wisdom for your purity. But then lastly... Lastly, in verse, verses 22, 20 through 22, you need a security system of wisdom because it will put you on the path of good people and, and of God's blessings. Look at it again, verse 20. That thou mayest walk in the way of good men and keep the paths of, righteous, of the righteous. For the upright shall dwell in the land and the perfect shall remain in it. But the wicked shall be cut off from the earth and the transgressors shall be rooted out of it. If you're going to keep the path of righteousness, if you're going to have a secure life, if you're going to have a safe life, then you have to walk in the way of good men. You, you need to surround your life with, with good people and with the right influences. Adults, you need to spend time with like-minded men and like men, like-minded women, people that will push you to have a great relationship with the Lord, people that will push you to, to spend time with the Lord. Parents, you, you ought to let your children be influenced by other godly men and women. And people, let, let them see people who, who are good examples of what it's like to walk with God. 
We, we all need friends who are going to pray for us, who are going to encourage us, encourage us to go to church, encourage us to, to spend time with the Lord, to do the right things, to say the right things, to have the right relationship with God. When you surround yourselves with, with those kinds of people and the right kind of people and the right influences, then you'll have a stable life. It says that you'll, you'll dwell. You'll dwell or abound. You'll, you'll remain. And all that means is that, that you're, you're going to grow. You're going to be blessed. It, it, it's like a garden in the perfect conditions. It can't help but grow and produce fruit. You're going to dwell. You're going to remain. But verse 22 says, if not, if you don't, you're going to be uprooted. You're going to be removed and tossed to the side, left to your own devices. When a storm comes, when a trial comes, when a temptation comes, then it's going to be like a tornado. It's going to, it's going to rip your life apart. And all it's going to do is leave death and destruction in its path. So you have to have a security system of wisdom. And again, I'm, I'm thankful that if, you, if you've allowed those things in your life, if you've allowed the wrong influences, the wrong people into your life, and, and you've allowed things in your life that you never wish you, you ever had, I'm thankful that God can come in with his grace and he can wash you clean, he can forgive you and change your life and put you back on the right track. And, and if he does that for you, and, and, and if you've done that, then, then you better turn your security system on so that it doesn't happen again or so that it won't happen. Almost every night, uh, Brielle asked me, did you lock the door? Did you lock the door? And, and most of the time I second guess myself, so I have to get up out of bed and go look. And, and why? why? Why do we do that? Because there are some really scary guys and some really scary things that could come get us and Brody, and we don't want that to happen. And, and I, I, turn, I turn the security system on so it doesn't. But why turn your security system of life on? Because there are some really evil people, really evil things, and some really scary consequences for letting the wrong influences in the people in your life and in the life of your family. Let your life be protected by wisdom. Seek wisdom from God's word. Arm your security system every day by being in God's word. Remember, wisdom starts with the fear of the Lord with a relationship with him. God promises that, that if, if we will search out for wisdom, if we apply it, then it's going to protect us. It's going to protect us from the wrong friends, from the wrong influences, and give us a life of blessing and a life of security. So I want to ask you tonight, are the doors locked? Parents, is your family security system on? Adults, are you protected by wisdom? Teens, do you have a security system of wisdom? Tonight, let's make a decision to arm our security system, to keep out the wrong influences, the things, and the people that would lead us down the path of destruction. A security system of wisdom will protect your future by keeping you from the wrong people, the wrong influences, and put you on a path of blessings. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com.